Welcome to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Quentin. I've got my brother Travis with me, as always. And, uh, man, we covered a lot of tunes the last few weeks, huh, dude? Yeah, you know, I gotta say, I'm kind of excited that we're we're beyond the recap episodes. Um, the last three episodes have been music heavy, as you said, which, yeah, I mean, it was fun to do. Like, I, I love doing those year-end episodes where you, you look back and you, you pick your top 10. But that that decade look back that we did, that was a beatdown, dude. Man, uh, I, I we could do another 10 list like right now, we could do a whole other episode and pick 10 other songs, 10 other artists, and they would all be worthy of being on the yeah, list. Yeah, it, it's one of those things where you, 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 tough, can't, you can't lose sleep over it, you know? Like I was thinking that today. I was listening to the to, to the pod, to the playlist, which you can find on Spotify, by the way. We put both our top 10 playlist and our top 100 non-singles playlist on Spotify. Um, I was listening back to our top 10 and I was like, man, I bet you there's something we could have picked that's better than this song or better than that song, or there's a better song by this artist that we could have picked, you know, but you know, it's, it's out there. It's, you know, it's like a, it's like a baby. It's been born. There's nothing we can do about it. It's out there. It's, it's walking around. It's fucking, it's making sounds and stuff and there's nothing we can do about it. So you got to let it go. Now I will say our top 100 list. I'm pretty satisfied with like, I, I think we have a Me really too, good dude. representation on there of all the different you know genres that 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 we've been into over the last decade every time i listen to it i'm i'm reminded of an artist or a song that i forgot about you know yeah i mean 100 100 songs it's it's almost 7 hours long there's a ton of stuff on there so if you're if you're listening to this right now go to spotify search no filler in the search bar and just look for the playlists, you know, because they're the only two playlists associated with our account and you'll see them on there. Or you can, you can see links on the show notes page for the, for the, for the show on the website, nofillerpodcast.com. Pull it up and just hit shuffle on that hundred, on that hundred playlist. And um, tell us what you think. You know, we're, we're on, we're on Twitter now. I'm trying to, I'm trying to tweet here and there, seeing what that's all about. Uh, You could follow us at, at No Filler Podcast, I believe. So there you go. Hit us up. Tell us what you like, don't like. And uh, yeah, that's that. All right, Q. So now we're back to somewhat of a normal format here where we've got an album and we're going to talk about some songs off that album. But it is a little bit different in the fact that this is our first episode devoted to a live album. Yes. And we've picked a doozy here, dude. The one and only Paul McCartney. Uh, no, dude. It's Sir Paul Sorry. McCartney. The one and only Sir Paul McCartney. This is MTV Unplugged Paul McCartney. So if you're unfamiliar with what this show was all about, uh, basically MTV would have an artist perform a set and they would do it acoustically. So you'd get to hear all the singles from the radio. And a lot of times they do like covers or they do a lot of times they would do non-singles and the unplugged version of the song became super popular. I mean, that was the case for, for the Nirvana unplugged episode. Um, I'm trying to remember what the song was that they did that, that gained a ton of popularity. I think it was like, 
Polly. Well, they co- they covered a David Bowie song. Uh, that's the right. Man who sold yeah, the that's world? Right. Yeah, from from the, the unplugged sessions, and yeah, dude, that man, what a powerful performance, dude, by Cobain. Yeah, dude, that's one of those songs. Like it's 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 a, it's synonymous with Nirvana. Now. Yeah. Like, well, I th- I I think. Man, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta figure this out because now it's gonna bug me. But I'm pretty sure it's um, here. It is MTV Unplugged in New York. Yeah, it was that song, something in the way. I think that was the one that like regained popularity when it was uh, released as MTV Unplugged. Like that, that brought attention to the song. You know, so we're gonna start with with talking about Paul McCartney's Unplugged album today and we may or may not do some more unplugged episodes um for the next few episodes that we do um but we might just switch We're it kind up. of on the fence about that yeah, yeah yeah we wanted to we wanted to dive into the new year uh with some electronic music and f- for whatever reason we just got really excited about talking about mccartney's unplugged so that's what we're doing and then we'll see what happens next week all right q so um from what i've read McCartney's unplugged episode is kind of what reinvigorated the show. Like it, it kind of like brought attention back to it. Really? Show producer Alex Coletti went on to say that had McCartney not released it, as in released the album of the of the recording session, the concept would never have gained the cult status that it went on to enjoy. So there you go. Dude. Nice. There Very he is, cool. Mr. Sir Paul McCartney of the Beatles, he shows up on MTV. You know, this is a young man's game, MTV. And, yeah. You know, he 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 shows he shows the kids. This is how it's done, dude. And this is 1991, so he's like already you know far removed from from his band Wings that was post Beatles, and he's like what 20 years out from from uh, Let It Be. So yeah, dude. Like you said, this is this is a young man's game, and and Paul McCartney comes in and is like, all right, guys, here it is. And dude, like with our with our intro, he he like fucks up a few times trying to trying to remember the lyrics to uh, "We Can Work It Out," which is hilarious to me. But I love that he just yeah he he can just show up and just have fun with it, you know, because he knows like I'm a fucking big deal. He can do whatever he wants, man. That's he can just do whatever how it he is. wants, dude. And you know what? He can work it out. <laughs> Whatever it is. He, he ends work up it working out. it out in the end. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, we will always be forgiving of Paul McCartney. You know, he can fuck up a song. Uh, let's put it this times, way, like dude. If you're, he could have fucked up for 30 minutes straight and the audience wouldn't have, wouldn't have cared. It's Paul McCartney. You're having a blast. You're, you're looking at a living legend singing for you on stage with an acoustic guitar. I would be stoked My to God, see man. McCartney fuck up a song yes. in front of that's me a, that's you it's know? a hot like, take man oh my god he's just like us <laughs> this is yeah this is before fucking instagram and stuff where every celebrity had a was showing you what they ate for breakfast and stuff so you know so when they fuck up it was a big fucking deal <laughs> i don't know yeah. what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, no you're probably no you're right dude i'm gonna right. leave that in um all right so i thought it'd be fun to play so we're gonna play a couple of his um his own songs that were we're not doing any Beatles songs besides that little intro that we did um but he does a ton of covers and that's hyperbole because a ton is like a lot he did like let's count it one two a three I'm talking about four <laughs> five he does seven covers in this in this uh in this set that's a i mean that's every a ton, single dude. yeah every single song that he covers is a like a blues or folk standard like bluegrass now look you i don't know all that much about the history of the beatles they got their start doing shows at this at this club in liverpool um i'm guessing that these are the kinds of songs that they would sing these old like bluegrass covers and like that. There's old covers. I know that, that, that that's kind of what they started out doing. I, I bet you that's what he's doing here. Maybe if you go back far enough, the Beatles also covered a bunch of these songs that he covered. I don't think he would go that route, dude. I don't know if he would 
Like other than the Beatles songs that he so covers. So what's he doing doing these old covers on MTV in the 90s? Just having fun? He's being Sir Motherfucking Paul McCartney, dude. Whatever the fuck he wants. He can work it out. He can do whatever he wants, dude. I'm just and saying. he knows it. I personally have a, have, a, have a hunch that if you're Paul McCartney and you're going on MTV, I would craft the set list to be reflective for the venue and the audience. But, you know, and he'd probably like, you know, this is an acoustic set. Let me do some old timey fucking songs. All right, Q. Let's fuck. Let's stop yapping and let's just start playing. We don't have to. Here's the thing about Paul McCartney. We don't have to give you any history about the guy. Uh, This is, uh, you know, it's Paul McCartney. What I like about these unplugged sets, I will say this, like it was a way to hear your favorite songs, but like reinterpreted. You know, that's what I liked about it. And like apparently, this was not a new thing. Like the reason that the show exists is due to like. Like it was inspired by, uh, you know, it, they reference um, Beach Boys. So in in um, some some album that came out called Party with an exclamation mark came out in 1965. Uh, it's sort of considered the first quote unquote unplugged type album, where you know when 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 did that when did that come out? 1965. What about un, um, MTV Unplugged specifically? What was the first? Uh, let's see. The very first was somebody named Elliot, or no, Squeeze, Sid Straw, and Elliot Easton. Elliot Easton of the Cars. He's a guitar player for for the Cars. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, 1990s when the I think the show really kind of took off, or at least it became yeah. a televised like show. You had Aerosmith, Crosby, Stills, Nash, Black Crows, Almond Brothers, and then 91 you've got The Cure, Paul McCartney. Sting, R.E.M., Elvis Costello. So, yeah. Dude, I had no idea that the catalog was this Me neither. Fast. And, and, and I, th- I think it's because not not each of, you know, not all of these were put on record, right? Right. I'm, I'm mostly familiar, honestly, I'm mostly familiar with a lot of the grunge stuff, like Alice in Chains, Nirvana, Pearl Jam. Like, yeah. I've seen video clips from those performances. Like, I'm, I'm familiar with that stuff. But all this other... Well, these other artists, like Mariah Carey. I mean, it's interesting to see some of the artists that came on here. All right, let's get into it here. The first song we're going to play is a cover. It is a bluegrass song called Blue Moon of Kentucky, written by a guy named Bill Monroe. And he had a band called the Bluegrass Boys. It's a little bit on the nose, you know. So just right on the nose, dude. And this was actually written back in 1947. So this is one of those standard bluegrass tunes, and McCartney decided to fucking play it on MTV. So here it is. I'll get my guitar. I'll get my washboard. I'll go get my string bass, which is really a keyboard. Hey, man, I'm going to go get my banjo. Maybe I'll go get a little accordion, man. What do you think? No. No, 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 no banjo, man. No. One, two, three. Take a verse right now. Blue moon of Kentucky, keep on shining. We'll shine on the one that's gonna prove untrue. All right, Q, I think you got your um I think you got your, your files mixed up there. Yeah, my bad, dude. That this was actually uh the Dale Gerbel Bluegrass experience and their cover of Blue Moon. Yes, I mean I could see why you we get them mixed up with Paul McCartney. This is <laughs> we played a clip from King of the Hill. And Travis and I are, you know, some some good old boys from Texas, born and raised. King of the Hill is one of our favorite animated series of all time. Dude, I, that's one of my favorite King of the Hill episodes. So let's play the real fucking track now. Yeah, we've been, we, this is this is an episode that we're just dicking around here, Q. Yeah. But we're having a good time. So let's get into it yeah. here. So let's do it. All right. So here is, here is McCartney on MTV's Unplugged. All right. Singing Blue Moon of Kentucky. Well, blue moon of Kentucky, keep on shining. Shine on the 
one that's gone and left me blue Well, blue moon of Kentucky Keep on shining Shine on the one that's gone and left me blue Well, it was on I love his little nod to Elvis Presley's version at the end there. Yeah, that's really cool. That's fun stuff, dude. That's what you. Sh- that's what you show up to a McCartney Unplugged set to hear. Yeah. Like, how's he going to spin it? You know what? You know what? How's he going to put a stamp on it? And and there you go. And dude, how great is it to hear McCartney? Uh, yeah, sort of singing the style of Presley. You know, it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, one of the podcasters in our network. His name's Eric. He has a couple shows in the network. Uh, the almost famous minute where they go. Each episode is one minute of the movie Almost Famous, which is crazy. Um, and he also does Feels Like Weezer, which is a, I mean, it's a Weezer podcast. He uh, reached out to us and said, "Yeah, back in 1991, on the night they first broadcast Paul's Unplugged, I found the simulcast on a local radio station." and recorded it onto tape cassette the entire episode loved that tape and i think i still have it that to me i mean what a great story dude and that's that's how how you know beloved this session was you know well i mean you gotta think about like and i you know we were just little toddlers cue when this was happening but how rare was a televised mccartney performance uh, in 1991, you know, I have no idea. Right. It could have been, I mean, shit, he could have been doing that every week. I doubt it. And I bet you that's why it was such a big deal because it's like, what McCartney was on MTV, you know? Well, the, the fact that, that a local radio station where Eric lived was broadcasting this performance live as it was happening on the radio station, or at least as it was aired on MTV on the station, like as a live performance. That shows how how like special it was, you know. Right, and that's really cool, dude. Um, so our next two songs are going to be McCartney songs. Uh, both of them actually show up on his, I guess it's a self titled called McCartney. It's an album that came out in 1970. It's actually his first solo album. Really iconic album art, dude. I love the album. Cover it's really on this, cool, dude. Yeah, dude. I like yeah. it too. Yeah. Um, we're gonna we're gonna play one of Eric's favorites from from the set, uh, one of the songs that pops up on this album. These are songs that are obviously really important to him. The first one we're gonna play is uh, a track called "Every Night." 
just want to go out, get out of my head. Every night I don't want to play, get out of my bed. Every night I want to play, every day I want to do. But tonight I just want to stay in. That's what a lovely, just delightful. What a lovely song. Dude, yeah. I don't know about you, but that's the first time I've heard that song. Me so too. So I'm hearing it as the unplugged version for the first time. Me too, man. That was great. You know, everyone's got their favorite Beatle. McCartney has always been mine just because like his songs are just so... Like, they're, I mean, he's such a good like pop kind of love song kind of writer. Yeah. Uh, but hey, before we jump into our next pick, let's take a quick break. Listen. What? Do you not see what track nine is on this unplugged and how we ha- we got to do this song? We have to. Oh, yeah, dude. That's the song that Jeff Beck covers. Right. On, right? on Blow by Blow. Dude. Yeah. And if you haven't heard that episode, uh, go back a, f- a few episodes and we, we talked about uh, Jeff Black's Blow by Blow, which came out in 72. You I said believe. Jeff Black and you didn't I did notice. say Jeff Black. Jeff Beck. And his album Blow by Blow. We did not we did not talk about She's a Woman though, so um how serendipitous cue. We get to talk about the song right now. Well hang on now. Let when did She's a Woman like what the what? the actual song? Yeah, it's a what it's Beatles? a Beatles song. But is it is it a B side? It was, dude. It? Released as the B side to I Feel Fine in nineteen sixty four. Well let's fucking give it a listen, dude. Let's hear it, man. All right, so here's no, McCartney's no, no, no. here's what's interesting, Q. You and I are only version of this song that we know is the Jeff Beck instrumental where he's, you know, singing into a voice box uh, with his guitar and saying, yeah. she's a woman. So yeah. I have no idea what the song actually sounds like. So yeah, let's, let's, let's listen. So let's listen to McCartney's acoustic version of she's a woman. great fucking song man number man. one dude i was i was hearing the jeff beck song in my head and yeah it's a pretty like it's a pretty uh true cover i mean really i thought maybe he was just like you know nodding to it in the chorus but no yeah. it's pretty pretty spot on dude let's I mean, fade out let's fade out with with jeff beck's version yeah absolutely so yeah that, i mean 
That's one of the reasons that people said back in the day, you know, that Jeff Beck was so like lyrical and expressive with his guitar. Like, yeah. you know, when you hear it at the end, we'll play it at the end. Just think about this song that we just played. And, and I think you'll, aside from him saying she's a woman he, doing the chorus, like it's pretty spot on, man. You know? Now, so this was a B-side to I Feel Fine. It came out in 64. What I loved about it, dude, it's a, it's a f- bluegrassy, bluesy song, you know? Like, I feel like McCartney, more than any of the other Beatles, well, both McCartney and Lennon, dude, they, they were very heavily influenced by just standard folk blues, you know? Yeah, I know. Some of my, some of my favorite about. Beatles songs are, are just straight-up blues songs, dude. Yeah. I mean, that we've talked about this. I mean, this is nothing yeah, we, new yeah, to we've anybody. Yeah, we've talked about this before. But obviously, yeah. blues is, is responsible for rock, right? Yeah. That's where it all started. Yeah. So, all right, we just kind of squeezed that song in there at the last moment. Uh, Let's take a listen to a song called That Would Be Something, uh, which our buddy Eric says is probably his favorite uh, from the the set. This is another song that came out on McCartney's debut solo record titled McCartney. Came out in 1970. Uh, Let's take a listen to it, dude. So this is going to be our last song for tonight. Uh, This is McCartney playing an acoustic version of his song, That Would Be Something, on MTV's Unplugged. I got to listen to more McCartney, man. Uh, hey, this, is, dude, this is what I've learned. If that's one thing that comes out of this, I'd say that's a pretty successful episode, dude. dude and this is such a blues. Like, that's what it is, man. That, that's why he decided to to throw in all these standard folk blues songs, because even the songs that he's playing that are his own songs are of the are more on the heavy, you know, blues side. He's he, he's meticulous about his set list, dude. I mean, that's what I was saying. It's like he he's on MTV, which you know, in ni- in nineteen ninety one, it was mostly you know hooligans and whatnot, right? They watched MTV, hooligans and uh, spring breakers. Exactly, dude. I mean, this is what this is what I love about just thinking about like this moment in music history, if you will. Right? This happens. In January of 91 on MTV. Nine months later, uh, Nevermind comes out and then grunge dominates MTV. You know what I mean? Like, I love to think that, like, Rock's next biggest thing hadn't even hit yet, really. Yeah. And here's, here's McCartney of, you know, the biggest rock band of all time 
on MTV yeah. doing an acoustic set list where he's covering old bluegrass songs and whatnot. Co- covering Blue Moon of Kentucky that right. came on 47. Right, yeah. on MTV. Arguably the first time and, you know, perhaps the last time that that song was ever played on MTV. <laughs> You're probably right, dude. Right. And then nine months later, here comes Grunge, you know. Or at least Grunge's biggest album up to that point, right? Yeah. The, 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 the album that put Grunge on the map and dominated MTV, that the, you know, that sound. I just, I love thinking about that kind of stuff, like the context of when this happened, you know. Yeah. And where it happened, like what venue did it happen at and like what, the venue being MTV, I guess. But yeah, I just, I love that kind of stuff. And you know what? Up till a couple of weeks ago, I didn't even realize that McCartney didn't unplug set. Shows you how much I fucking know. Right. No, same, man. Like I said, I, I had no idea that the MTV Unplugged catalog was was so vast. But that's one of the reasons we do this podcast, Q, is that we, you know, it's a constant. You got to be, you got to be digging every, every day. Yeah, dude. We're, we're, we're students of music history, man. Yeah. Like this, this is our classroom. Yeah. I mean, sometimes we proudly wear our fucking dunce hats, you know? Yeah. Almost every episode, I think we demonstrate <laughs> our fucking ignorance. But hey, man, you know we're just what? a couple. We're just a couple bros that are fans of music. Well, bros, let's just call you know brothers. We're, we're, we're brothers. actually brothers. Yeah. In case the, you don't know that the word people, bros, dude, the word bros. I I know. No, no, you're right because yeah, there's a lot of people that might be listening for the first time tonight. We're twin bros. We're actually we're we twin are, brothers. We are twin brothers. And uh, yeah. we're not even in the same room or the same state. Correct, Amanda. But yeah, so, you know. It's just a little Skype sesh, you know, that correct. you guys are listening in on. All right, so that'll do it for our our, our, our look and our listen. Because I say look because we were actually watching the YouTube videos. Uh, maybe we'll put those on, on the show notes page on our website. Uh, but um, yeah, that was that was a quick look at McCartney's Unplugged set. Um from what I heard, man, that must have been a, no wonder it was bootlegged to the point of needing to be released as an official bootleg. You know, they're like, yeah, and, and you got you got people like our like our buddy Eric, you know, scrambling to record it uh, on a, on a radio show that he heard so that he could have a copy of it. Uh, that's how how much of a big deal this was. So, yeah, I, I want to listen to more, man. I want to hear more, and I want to go back and listen to some of McCartney's stuff, man. His his solo stuff, absolutely. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so that's that. Um, and now, Q, we're going to do our What You Heard segment for the first time in three weeks. Actually, four weeks by the time this hits, technically, right? I guess so, yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited here. Um, and I'm trying to, you know, that's a lot of that, that's a lot of uh, the time to go back on here. Over the last three weeks, what are the new albums and, and songs that I've been listening to? It's hard to narrow it down to just one cue, but I'm going to try my darndest. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. So this is, oh, God damn it, dude. Guess where I heard it. Just guess. You, uh, there's no point in even in saying it, dude. We just, it's assumed that all that you only get your music from one source, man. You got to expand your sources not, a little bit. That's uh, not true. I think but so. You know what? This is usually on in the background when I'm driving around town. I heard this on KEXP the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, Go on. This is a an artist called Will Roy. All one word. Don't know anything about this artist. Uh, this shows up on a compilation record uh, from a, a record label called Future Bubblers. This is just some straight up dance tunes, man. Um, this is a song by, again, an artist named Will Roy. This is a compilation record called Future Bubblers 3.0. came out this past year in 2019. This is a song called 4F3D63HEX.
Yeah, I really liked that that um, the instrumental part in the beginning before he started singing. Not that I didn't like the singing, but I really liked that. It, it uh, there was some sort of like a stringed instrument in mm-hmm. there. It kind of reminded me of a like a koto or like one of those Japanese uh, yeah. guitars, right? Yeah, I love that kind of stuff. And th- this is one of those examples of um, that really great. Uh, layered, you know, slowly building on itself kind of dance and electronic music. This is a great example of that, you know, like you press play, it's kind of quiet. There's maybe not even so much as a, just a bass drum kick, you know, and then it just builds on its, on itself. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, we've talked about that before. That's, that's why we love electronic music so much, especially, the, the type of electronic music like down tempo and whatnot, that's all about the layering, you know, and, and adding stuff, you know, taking stuff away, bringing it back, adding on top of it. Yeah. And uh, dude, this is great because my, what you heard is also an electronic song. Um, Imagine that. I think this is a, a sign dude, that it's time to do some electronic episodes. Let's just let's do it. Maybe maybe we'll do a side. Let's do a sidetrack that's related to McCartney because that could be fun for next week. Okay, and then we'll get back into we'll we'll do some. We'll do a we'll do a a a few electronic episodes. Maybe a month of electronic episodes because as we have discussed amongst ourselves, Q, when the mics were were not hot, we've got a ton of electronic albums that we fucking love, dude. That we could. I mean, we could we could do a whole year on electronic episodes. Seriously. You know what's nice about this, dude? What's nice about it, Q? This McCartney episode is going to be launching on the 20th. His sidetrack will be on the 27th. So we can start February with some electronic tunes. Uh, so we can do a... F- <laughs> I, you, just, you just made my day, dude. <laughs> you made my whole day. So we'll, so, yeah. do, we'll do electronic February. Okay, awesome. I'm pumped. All right. Uh, okay, Q. So this, this guy I've actually been listening to for a while. His name is Christian Klein, and I really, really enjoy this one album in particular. Uh, came out back in 2004. No, I'm sorry, 2001. So almost 20 years ago, if you can get your mind around that shit, that 2001, or let's just say 2000 was 20 years ago. Let me um, tell you something that makes me golly, upset. What? Okay. As a bartender... Now I got to be looking at 1999 and you can drink some fucking beer. <laughs> God, man. Just wait, man. In a couple of years, if you're still doing it, you're going to be staring at somebody who was born in 2000. Who's drinking a beer in front of your ass. Dude, let me just grab my waste basket real quick. <laughs> dude. I yeah. feel like an old man. Uh, how do you go. spell this guy's name, dude? Christian as in, that's a as good Christian fellow. Jesus right there. Christ. Right. Okay. Klein, 
K-L-E-I-N-E. Uh-huh. Oh, E. Mm-hmm. I should have known. Okay. Yeah, you should have known. So he had an album <laughs> that came out in 2001 called Beyond Repair, which I've been listening to for years now. The whole album's really good. Anyway, the guy's still putting out music 20 years later, just about. Uh, he just came out with a another, well, it was about a month ago. He came out with a, another record, um, Strange Holiday Part 1 and Part 2. I haven't listened to those yet, but I will. I didn't realize he had these out. Uh, but he came out with a new record in 2016 called Coriel or, or Coriel. Cori- I don't fucking know. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's fine. So um, we're going to listen to the very first track. Um, it's called Street Tape. Wait a second, Travis. I got I got excited because. Uh, you, sorry, you, I know. You, hey, sorry, on. I did. Quentin, you brought up, got, yeah, <laughs> you brought up, you brought up Beyond Repair, an album that came out in two thousand one. Yes, I'm looking at the track list. Track three, it's Quentin, and it's spelled the way I spell it. And you're not going to drop that on me tonight? No, I'm not. Sorry, Fine, I'll listen to it on my own. Well, yeah. I wasn't even, dude. I got so excited about that. I don't even know. We're listening to Coriel, Coriel, yeah, Coriel. Dude, cute. I mean, for, for real, we're listening to this. <laughs> for real, we listen to Coriel. God, dude. All right, all right. Street tape. Let's do it. Right. Track one. Street tape. Here we go. It's great. Uh, I can listen to this kind of music all day long. I'm curious to know how many people just fucking go to sleep when they listen to this stuff, man. I mean, here's the thing. There is a lot of electronic music out there that is ambient to the point of being like, yeah, you could fall asleep to it. But what I like about Christian Klein's type of of, of down tempo, and I wouldn't really call that 
down tempo per se, but I mean, that song in particular was more kind of. I mean, save this chit chat. Save this chit chat for our electronic episode. Yeah, too, but, but but I mean, just to to expand on what you were saying, like yeah, I would I would put this in the ambient electronic down tempo IDM camp. Um, but like, yeah, I'm not I'm not falling asleep, dude. I'm fucking wide awake, bro. After, <laughs> <laughs> after hearing that, because I mean, there's so many things going on. There's so many things yeah. to to listen to. Like we were saying, it's all about the layers and stuff. You yep. know. Yeah, I just, yeah, just anyway. You just got to pay attention. Don't fall asleep. You know? Right, right. It's it's prick just up, great. Prick up your ears. We started we started brainstorming album ideas for electronic episodes uh, a couple of weeks back, and, and and we've got some some great stuff lined up here. Um, some stuff that I'm excited to to know, Q, that you're not very familiar with, which means I get to introduce you to something, which is great. I love doing that. Uh, but yeah, we'll do we'll do. Uh, we'll do a, a a handful of electronic episodes in the coming weeks. So if you don't like electronic music, hopefully we'll we can nerd out enough to 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 bring you on board with us, you know, and and explain in 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 at least to us why electronic music is, is so enjoyable to listen to. Um, anyway, Q. Yeah, no, I'm excited to get into the, to some electronic music again. It's been it's been a minute since we did a full episode on some electronic tunes. Um, all right, so as we're wrapping up, just a reminder, you can find us on the Pantheon Podcast Network. Uh, that is a music podcast network that we are a part of. There you can find tons of other kick-ass music podcasts. A couple of them we mentioned earlier when we were talking about our, our buddy Eric. Um, it's all on, the, on pantheonpodcasts.com. Uh, you can find a link to our website on there as well. It's nofillerpodcast.com. There you can listen to every episode. You can dive a little bit deeper with our show notes. Uh, lots of great stuff on there. So let's wrap it up. Next week, we'll be coming at you with a little sidetrack. Uh, something, something, Paul McCartney. Not sure what we're going to do yet. Uh, as we're wrapping up, we're going to outro us out with uh, Jeff Beck's instrumental version of the Beatles song She's a Woman uh, and that's going to do it for us tonight man it's been a blast as always I'm excited to kind of get back into our regular format um, so until next week my name is Quentin my name is Travis y'all take care
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 